Okay. There's an expression, kol akova letova. Every delay has its reason. Dr. Ag- Rabbi Dr. Agustin and I started learning these halachis of Tzuadaka in the year 2008, I believe. In the year 2008, I was in Toronto and the, there was a Chabura over here in Yang Israel Hancock Park learning uh, Evina Ezer. And as we were learning, Dr. Agustin kept on having more and more and more chidushim in this topic of Tzuadaka, which is a topic that is not very much spoken about. It's not developed. So, first of all, it's a schus that we have it over here in Young Israel, Hancock Park, at Toysman Dasanya, Rabbi Kraus, and Rabbi Siegelman. I'm, uh, we're honored to have the, the shir over here, and it's, uh, and what better place? This is the, uh, this is where the Dafyoyimi shir of Dr. Agustin, uh, has been going on for many, many years. And I have the schus of knowing many people over here. Particularly, we want to mention Rav Tzvika Reisman, who much Torah I have learned from, and we exchange a lot of Torah together. So it's an honor. Tzvika did write a very warm letter in the Sefer to both Dr. Agustin and myself. And uh, and this this Sefer is a product of of recognizing the tremendous shilas that are involved over here, and there is no way that any Meirei any Paisik, any Rav could approach these Shilas without being being in constant contact with a doctor and a doctor who knows what he's talking about is Talmud Chacham. And that's what we have in Dr. Agustin over here. And I was able to learn these Inyanim and we were able to be Mevar some of these Inyanim together. And more recently, and we didn't know why it took so long. And Baruch Hashem, things sped up. And here we are, five days before the daf, where it's coming exactly on these sugyas of Yavam, is daf Ein Hei. And here we are, five, five, five days before the daf, daf Yemi cycle, and we were able to, to, to have the Sefer finally come out, a special mention to Rabbi Ariel Ovadia, who is now a Hashav Meir Hayro in Lakewood, that worked a lot on the Sefer. And, uh, and this, the Sefer has, Bor uh, Hashem, a lot of effort was put into it, especially in the past few months, a special, uh, uh, a special to Doctor Yaakov Agustin as well, who together with uh, with with Doctor Agustin, they went around Eretz Yisrael speaking to prominent Paiskim and presenting to them key shilas on the subject, which to date, to our knowledge, has not been done before. A safer on this subject of Tzuadaka that we hope that the Moire Hayra and the Rabbanim and people who are Isaac in these Shilas are going to have a resource to go to and really be able to, to understand what the Shilas. Of course, we are not paskening halacha lamaisi. These are inyonim chamurim admaid. And what I would like to do over here is basically introduce some of the key topics that are going to come up in the daf, some of the key topics and Shilas that we deal with, and then we're going to hear from Dr. Agassi some amazing insights about the Sefer. So we're going to start the following. We're going to start with the following. The, the Pesach tells us, And the, 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 um, the Isra of Tzuadaka, people commonly think, 
it's because obviously we want them, we want them, to, we want there to be children in Klal Yisrael, and if people are not able to be moilid, so they can't marry into Klal Yisrael. However, the Sefer Achinuch gives a different approach. In Mitzvah, the Sefer Achinuch says that the reason of Tzuadaka is actually because this was a practice that the, that the kings used to do, that they were Messaris, they used to, they used to castrate the Zicharim to, to, to make them, Shoimrim uh, Lanoshim, to, to make them guardians. And they wanted to keep them, uh, uh, they wanted to keep them mesuris. So for that reason, it's something disgusting, so we don't, we don't involve ourselves in such an iser. However, the Rambam in Meir Nevuchim Chele Gimel, Perik Mamtes, explains that the reason of Tzuadaka uh, is Kipshutai, because we want there to be, uh, that we want there, we want there to be Hailado, we want there to be pure of Yerivian, Kal Yisrael, and obviously this is a big Monea. Rav Moshe Feinstein deals with these reasons, and he explains one of the key halachis that we have to remember in B'tzua Daka is that the Gemara tells us that there's a limud that excludes a choyli bidei shamayim. That means that B'tzua Daka is only an iser if it's a choyli bidei adam. But a choyli bidei shamayim is, a, is going to be uh, exempt and there's no problem of Tzua Daka. And this is going to be one of the main heterim when unfortunately there are cases of Tzua Daka in the community. We examine if it's a Chayu Bidei Shamayim and we'll speak for a moment what that means. But Moshe Feinstein just points out that it's really dependent on the, uh, upon these reasons because if you're going to tell me that it's totally in Hailada, so should it really make a difference if it's a Chayu Bidei Shamayim or not? If we, if it's because of the Sefer Achin, if we understand much more, it's most to do an action of castrating, but if it happened, Mishamayim is not his fault, so then we understand much more why a Chayu Bidei Shamayim is a tour. Nevertheless, Ramayisha does explain according to the Rambam's approach that it's because of Hailada how it works. It's not the time to speak about it now, but I just wanted to present some of the background information. Really, I'm just giving some Rashi Prakim. There is a major machlaikis. This is this, a central machlaikis. I'm going to just mention some key machlaikis, and, and then in order to really, so that we understand some of the insights that Dr. Agassin is going to tell us. There's a, there's a central machlaikis between the Rambam and the Rosh. Whether Choyli Bidei Shamayim includes somebody who became sick, and therefore they had to, therefore they had to remove the testicle. Is that also called the Tzuadaka, the Bidei Shamayim is going to be mutter? So when I said Bidei Shamayim, does that include somebody who became sick Bidei Shamayim? Or something like Brakim Vira'amim, let's say thunder hit him, but not a Choyli. So the Rosh is Madayik from Rashi. The Rosh is Madayik from Rashi. But if somebody became sick, that's not a Ptura Bidei Shamayim. The Rambam held any Choyli that happened to a person, that is going to be a Ptura, and he's not considered a Psuadaka, hence he could marry into Kal Yisrael. When we talk about marrying into Kal Yisrael, he could marry into anyone. A Psuadaka cannot marry unless he marries a Mamzeris or a Giyoyris. A Mamzeris or a Giyoyris. And speaker is going to tell you some H's that people have when we want a we want a we want a, a koyin to marry a grusha v'chulu. There's a, there's some original H's that, that that people have in this regard in this regard. Inkan But what I what I will tell you what I will tell you is that in this shaila of Tsuadaka, whether the rush understands 
that in Rashi that it's only that that it doesn't include a chayli makes big big problems for people who have sicknesses and they don't know and and they and they have to unfortunately um, they have to unfortunately remove a testicle. This is where there are big shilas in the placekin. There are stiras in Rashi. Rashi in another place a place says a chayli might yes be considered bidei shamayim. And we found that we, we expanded on the safer that the Piske Arid explains that there's a difference between a localized chayli, a, a localized chayli, which that might be a psuadaka that would be asr, but if it's a chayli for the whole, the whole body, that would be a problem. And we demonstrated in the safer what type of chayli we're talking about, Kleinfelter syndrome, or Mamsorkaitis, we explained, is going to be the, is going to be another Yishu, how the Ein Yitzchak, or Yitzchak Chod Inspector, explained Rashi. So each one of these Chilukim, in the Sefer, we were able to explain, Al-Pichachmas Rafua what the Rashayna meant. That's gonna be one of the big advantages of the Sefer, really, to, we gotta understand the Rashaynas, and, and based on that, what we are talking about. But, we, we are going to see that even according to the Rosh, if there's somebody who has an intrinsic, that he is a saris in his whole goof, it's not something localized, that even according to the Rosh and Rashi might be a p'tur and he would not be considered a p'tuadaka. The Shulchan Aruch brings both opinions, the Rosh and the Rambam, and it seems that many Achreinim are machmir from the, like the Rosh. And they say that if somebody got lo'aleinu a sickness and they had to remove a testicle, the, technically speaking, he would be considered a p'tuadaka. They discuss what would happen if he's already married, does he have to divorce? And then they discuss when we could use the Rambam Shita that Chayli Bidei Adam, that a Chayli that came Bidei Shemayim, but then Bidei Adam, they had to remove the testicle. Would that, is there a to be Saimik on that Shita in certain circumstances? But it's a big issue. That's one of the issues that the place can speak about. Another issue is the famous Shita of Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam discusses in the Sugya where it says Nitla Beitza Achas. The Taisus discusses how could Nitla Beitza Achas not be a problem of Tzuadak. And he explains there's a difference between something that is uh, crushed or something that is totally removed. Nitla might be better, it might be better total removal than crushed. Which is why the Yerushalmi seems to indicate that it would be better to remove the left testicle than the right testicle. And why would that make a difference if one removes a testicle? So that in the Sefer, we're also going to explain how the statistics show that the, especially the left testicle, if it's removed, there are still great chances of So that's another Nikuda that, that we speak about in the Sefer. Unfortunately, this Shaila came up after the, after the Holocaust. Rebel Yashiv was asked this Shaila by, by people who Lo Aleinu had, had operations done to them. Lo Aleinu, and, and they came to Rebel Yashiv and they, they, they asked, are they allowed to get remarried? They are Pitsuadaka now. Their, their testicles, they were totally healthy, and, but they were removed by the Rishayim. So there is an opinion that Rabbi Zalman Meltzer speaks about in, in the, in the Sefer Amitzvah's Godel, the Smag, who adds on a word that when is Chayli Bidei Adam, when is a Chayli 
going to be a problem if it's bipshiyasai. So there is such a word, such a girsa in the smog, if it's bipshiyasai. That means he, he was negligent. Something happened where he was negligent. But if he wasn't negligent at all, there is an opinion of the smog that it could be that that's not called psuadaka. And Yashiv shows from others that it's not as simple, and therefore it is not so simple to be saimach on that on its own. So unfortunately, there are tough shaylas. I'm going to just mention to you a few of the shaylas that we deal with before we hear from Dr. Agustin more in detail. Number one is uh, is people, there, people have, have uh, obviously, they come to the Rav after they, they became Balei Chub and they had a vasectomy. They had a, which is a serious shaila. That's, that's classic psua daka v'kros shpacha. They, they, we, we, the, the, the tubes were cut. And that was the pshiyasai. That's, that's somebody who's a psua daka who unfortunately can't marry. Baruch Hashem, from modern day, me, modern day medicine, that there is a reversal operation that could get a person to have his tubes functioning again. And it's not full, it, there's, there isn't full success rate. But Rav Moshe Feinstein says, if there is even a 40% success rate, although you would need roiv, but since there are some people who are anyways not moilit, it could be enough that already 60%, already already 40% would, of a success rate that we know that people are moilit through this reversal oper, operation, it would work. So there, there we're going to see in the tshuva, and we, brought, we asked many, many doli apoiskim, and they all agree that a reversal operation is something that would be matir, a person to come back to Kal Hashem. And that's a big deal, and that's a big deal. We, we try as hard as Rabbi Weiss has a tshuva in, the, in our sefer that he wrote to us, that there's so much tsar for somebody who cannot find the shidduch, get married because of this issue, that it's like the topic of iguna. It's like the topic of Igun, that we try as hard as we can to find Heterim and not to be Machmir. And especially nowadays, it's unbelievable with the medical advances that have been done. There are so many procedures that, that, that avoid these issues. There's laser, uh, terp, there, you know, and prostate cancer, and, and issues with the prostate. It used to be, and especially in the time where Moshe Feinstein was writing his tubas, they used to cut the, the, the tubes. And then we had to deal with the Chazaynish's opinion that the tubes that are in the body maybe are not considered part of Suadaka and others who argued. It was, it was a complicated Shiloh. Nowadays, Dr. Agustin will explain that we don't have to come on to that anymore. There's different method, me- methods to circumvent that. There's different methods to, to circumvent that. There's going to be a Shiloh that when there's testicular torsion, which is there are there are there are situations, and the, and, and the doctor is going to to, to be myrif in that a little bit more. That when when the when the testicle was unfortunately uh, twisted in 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 a up to a point that it's dead. Now that doesn't mean that the child or the person cannot have or the adult cannot have children anymore. It means that they have to they have a dead testicle. So we had a debate with other opinions that it could be that you should just leave the testicle in there. And we proved, LP, many Paiskim, we asked many Paiskim this Shilas, one of the Shilas that we asked the Paiskim is that since many parents don't want to leave the, the dead testicle in the body, it could cause all types of infections and whatever else. There was a debate. Does it cause infections? Does it not cause infections? But, but halachically speaking, 
If indeed we determine that the testicle is totally dead, it's like cutting Basar Ba'almo. That wouldn't be part of the Yisr. So, there, so I'm just going to leave you with the last thing is the is the is the is the shitas amarashal that that if you have a surgery that's done litzorich refua, and we are actually trying to help the person have children. For example, there are many times Rabbi Siegelman is definitely deals with this very often is that when people have uh, issues of finding sperm, so many times there is a procedure called tessi or micro tessi, which is uh, which is a minimally invasive procedure taking semen from the testicles themselves. So tessie is something that's much more invasive, but still it's there in order to have a lot of it. You're taking part of the testicle and that's going to be part of dafyomi, nikev, and it's going to be nechsar. And you're going to have some some of the testicle that's nechsar. Is that going to be a problem? And many poiskim in the safer we brought in the back said that they felt that it wasn't a problem, although some said it's better to do micro tessie, which is a very, very small amount. So Anything that's the tzorah for food would be less of an issue. So I just presented Mamashal Ketzea Mazleg on the tip of an iceberg of different shilas that are going on over here so we can understand that when we learn the daf, we appreciate the halacha lamais and the dynamics that comes out of all of these, all of these different sugyas. And I want to give a big, big yasher koyach to, 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 to Dr. Agassiz for putting so much effort and really making sure that this safer comes to, uh, comes to light. It's a much, much credit. And it's going to be a big benefit for the Oilam Torah and for the Paiskim. I already yesterday got an email from a prominent Paisik in Borough Park, how he bought the safe from Brooklyn. We don't have it yet in LA. It's supposed to come any day. We have, we have a few boxes that we were able to bring, but, 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 but it's, it's coming soon to LA and, but it's already on the East Coast. It's already on the East Coast. And I got an email already how, how a Paisik that deals with these issues said that there's laser nowadays that we could do this surgery and that, and that surgery and then he brought that the Lavush and the Divrei Chaim held it's not totally in Hailada. So already the subject is coming to light and that's a big deal. Taking a subject that's a mace mitzvah and bringing it to light is this chus and really this chus Dr. Agustin we're going we're gonna to ask him to share some Divrei Tarash. Go ahead. It is very appropriate that we're giving this year here in Young Israel Hancock Park Rabbi Krauss graciously asked me to begin teaching the evening daf Yoimi in 1989. So it's 33 years that my chabura here in Yang Yisrael Park have been learning the daf Yoimi. I never would have reached to the point where I could participate in being a machab of this type of sefer unless I've had that type of uh, kvias in learning Torah and I give a lot of, and I recognize Rabbi Krauss in the sefer because of that. And I also recognize my chavusa Rotsika Reisman because also for the last 40 years, I've been a chavusa with every every Sunday. I never would have come to this point uh, to be able to work with Rabbi Levar in, in producing this safer. Uh, it's, I have tremendous akaras so it's wonderful to be able to do this in this shul. I would just like to give a background and, and chizuk to everybody sitting here. I'm a urologist. I've been a urologist for the last 35 years. And over those many years, I've gotten Dozens, if not hundreds, of phone calls from Poskin in Los Angeles, around the country, sometimes from Eretz Yisrael, about a specific urological question that the Posek wanted me to explain to them what the metzias is. What is a varicocele? If there's testicular cancer, what has to be done? All the various questions that related to Petsuadaka, they wanted me to declare the medical issues. Now, 
as we went through the Dafyoimi, I've been through it now five times, every time you vomit, so Dhaka, we went through it, and I had to tell Rav Avram Kohn, who's the Rosh Kolal of Nishmas Yisrael and Bait Bagan, he's come every year for many years, and I was, he used to stay by Michael Kess's house, and that year he wasn't in town, so he asked me to be his Hassanya. And he's, he was in my house for a week, and he learns Halach, Hilchasah, Shmaitzah, Alibad Hilchasah. He's called very involved in practical Halacha. So he, he wanted me to learn with him the Sugis and Yavonis, and we learned all the Chazonishas, and all the, and we learned at night in my home, four or five hours, and I took copious notes, etc., etc., and we drew pictures and everything like that. This was about 20 years ago, and every year that he came, he said, you are Machayev to write a Sefer, because the Moira Hayra needs something like this, like the Sefer Shechitas Chulin, that many of us have used when we learned Chulin, with pictures, how do we learn the Sugi without it? Well, if you take a look at the back of the sheets I gave you, there's very careful anatomical drawings which will explain some of the sugis that we're dealing with. They have been carefully censored. Rav Usher Weiss, who I, as Rabbi Leber said, went to him, I sat with him for an hour and a half with my son, agreed to give a haskama, but he had to, we had, he had to make sure what are the pictures going to look like. So there's some, there's some modifications of the pictures to make, to make sure that it's more tzniyas. But it's still very, very identifiable exactly what the anatomy is, what the shvilim, what we're talking about. And so what, what was that? What, why did I want to give courage to everybody? Every one of you are in a certain field. I don't know what it is, whether it's law or accounting, whatever. But you deal with a certain specific issue that maybe you are an expert in. And you can provide expertise in a certain halacha that, you, that really nobody else knows. And I would encourage everybody to have a chavrusa with, with, with someone who can learn out that sugi with you. And you never know how many others for him will come out. We, we, we have a great uh, role model, Tzvi Reisman, who's written over 20 svor. Uh So he's machai of us. If, if he can do it, we can do it. We can try. We can try. We, we just scratch the surface, but we can try. So I'd like everyone to turn to page 17. All I want to do is show some examples of how this safer is a little different. Because we try to show that medical metzias, certain medical facts, inform the sogya. It's not like when high brisk made, made svedinim, it's, it's pure svara. But we want to try to learn within a svara of one of the rishonim, where did he come up with it? And, and it was a certain maybe hidden medical fact that the rishonim somehow knew in their bones that it was true, 800 years before medical science finally showed it. I just want to show a few examples of that. Look at page 17. If everybody is with me in the, in the sheets, page 17. There's a major machlokas regarding the issue of beitza'achas, one testicle removed. We just started tonight. Daf Ayin, the Mishnah, starts off, Ezeu Tziyadaka, Kol Shebeitzin Nifzu, Afilu Achas Mehen. So, Torabor, Ezeu Tzuadaka, what is a Tzuadaka? Kol Shenif Tzubetzim Shalom. If his testes were injured, Vafilu Achasme, even one testicle. Onrish Robin, Bedosh Robin Yorkin Abreka, Shomati Bepichachon Bekerem Biyavna, I heard, Kol Sheeno El Beitza Achas, Eno El Sritz Chama Vakosher. So there was a Shita that if you have one Beitza, you're not a Tzuadaka. So you see there's a Machloikas between Tanakam and Rabbi Shmuel regarding whether losing one testicle. All the cases that Rabbi Levar described today, 
For example, when we say that there's a choyli bide shomayim, so we have to decide. Let's say somebody got an abscess in their testicle, right? That's not a pshia. He didn't do anything wrong. So, if, for example, let's say he was negligent. He was running over a, a gate and he damaged himself. He was really negligent in doing that. So that you could say he's a pshia. But somebody all of a sudden gets an infection, and then the surgeon has to remove the testicle because there's an infection. Or let's say, God forbid, there's cancer. The treatment of cancer of the testicle is to remove the testicle. Well, if beitza achas, removal of that makes you a tzuadaka, that's a problem. Because it's very uncommon to remove two testicles. So that's going to certainly make you a tzuadaka. But what about beitza achas? So let's look look at page 45. Tois was there, says... Im yov, look at, read with me where I started. Im achas, ani that if somebody came with to one with one testicle, I would say he's not a tzuda. As long as it was whole. Let's see. That word shleimin, you could learn it two ways. That, and we're talking about one testicle removed and the achashleim kosher, aval nifzo afilo achas. But it wasn't removed whole; it was removed in chopped up pieces. Let's say it was not removed as a whole. Afilo achas great fake. It's worse. And they bring us a svar from Chulin where the whole spleen is removed. There, one of the yutchas trefas. If you remove the whole spleen, it's not a trefa, as opposed to. If the spleen was removed in pieces, it is a trefa. Now, by the way, in practical traumatic surgery, when we are called and there was, there, there was a acute abdomen and the spleen was injured, the treatment is to remove it. Because if you leave a, a partially fractured spleen, it's much more dangerous because it can bleed. So that's already an understanding, already from the time of Chazal, that they knew that removing the whole organ is better. Says, I will not read with me more. I will yoister near Lari, lefarish aim state tables. That means the word shlamin doesn't mean remove the whole testicle whole. It means make sure they didn't remove the right testicle. That means if there's a problem and they have to do surgery, let them remove the left testicle. So this is the famous Heter of Rabbeinu Tam, that removal of one testicle, if it's the left one, you're not going to be a Pitsuadaka. Go back to page 17. Go back to page 17. Look at Psak Halacha. Ula Halacha B'Shulchan Aruch. See on the bottom, Psak Halacha. Nechmasu Abetzim O'Achas Vehem. If both testicles removed, or even one testicle, O'Shenifza Achas Vehem. Right? That Harezi Apostle Adka. So the Sheet of the Shulchan Aruch is removal of one testicle makes you up to a duck. V'hoitzik v'ramo. V'chein ikr. Ramo says, and that's not Allah. U'delok yesh matirim balbeit sa'achas. Who's he referring to? Rabbi Rutan. Im haisa oisa shenitla shlema. Kishenitla. V'nishirosh al yamin. As long as the, when it was removed, it was removed whole, not in pieces, and, and the one that remains is the right. V'hiz v'ras Rabbi Rutan. Says the Ramo. Om nam reisi makilin kisvorach roina. We see that they're mekilim, avol tovlochosh be'isr der reisel adibach machmirim, 
Wow. So in the in at fifteen in fifteen eighty, when the Ramah lived, both the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah held that removal of one testicle erupts to a dakka. Let's read the next paragraph. The later Achroinim were lenient. The famous Yam Shoshleimah. The Kach Kosu Amarshal. The Avta HaRambam, Loi Posel, El Hecha Desula Moilin. Right? The Rambam's concept that, what is Psuadak? It's because you can't be Moilin. Aval, quote, Masha Korsi Marsha Varoifi. That that the, te- that the doctors cut, Machmas HaEvet. He's referring to a kidney stone. Usually, remember, the Marshal's writing in 1600. The testicles are not removed for a kidney stone. I'm not sure exactly what he meant by that. That I know what he's talking about. That's a hernia. What does a hernia have to do with anything? Sometimes if you have a very large hernia, in order to repair it properly, the surgeon will remove the testicle. Because remember, our testicle begins near the kidney, and then it descends in utero until finally it pokes itself out through the inguinal canal and then down into the scrotum. That's why men get hernias in their inguinal canal. That's the weakest part. Because the t- there has to be room for the testicle to come out. So sometimes the surgeon has to close that gap so tightly that he's going to ruin the blood supply of the testicle, so they have to remove it. So that's what the marshal is talking about. That it was removed because of Shvira Saguf. So, of course, in our safer, we explain this. I-, I think for many years, they didn't exactly understand what the Rishonim Marachonim were talking about when they wrote. Because you needed a urologist to explain it. Now, let's continue the marshal. It's a very important sentence. So now, So we, they, we know for sure that after this operation, the person is going to be able to have children. They don't damage the vast deference. Here comes the three most important words. Toloi bechachmas arafuah. This is a different sugya than many sugyas. This is totally in what the Roifim say. If the Roifim say you can be moilit, then he's not a psuda. That's the Yisod of the Marshal. Ein biyadeinu lips lepas l'kol ikar uvan of chay. V'chein nokto akrav l'achel adivir malkiel, v'avnei nezer, v'gam b'shus beis afrayim. And this is the, this is the way the points give in Paskin. Or, so therefore, and, and I won't go into the, the, the Beis Yitzchak who says that even the right testicle that means this head of the of the left has been extended to the right as well. It makes no difference whether the one or the other. If the Roifim say that he can be moily after the surgery, so now you're going to ask me, well, how do we know the fertility of someone with one testicle is the same as two testicles? Well, I have a few pages in the Sefer documenting with much literature from the Journal of Urology and Fertility and Slavery, etc., that the fertility of a man with one testicle is exactly the same as the fertility of a man with two testicles. Exactly the same. So we support the marshal. It's not stamazo, yes. Literature shows us today that the fertility rate of a man with one testicle, whether it was removed because of torsion, whether it was removed because of cancer, regardless of the reason why it was removed, the fertility rate is the same. It's the same as a kidney. If your kidney is removed, your serum crack is exactly the same. It functions the same way with the testicle. Now, as you age, and, 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 and your serum testosterone as, as a man ages, your testosterone will go down. So if you have less testicular mass, 
Eventually, you might need testosterone boost. But regarding fertility, it's not a difference. Now, let, I, this is what I, I want to read the following with them. Look at page 45. What's the anatomical difference between the left testicle and the right testicle? The venous drainage of the right testicle drains to the vena cava, which is the main vein returning blood to the heart. The left testicle drains into the left renal vein. It means the vein that drains the kidney on the left side, so it's a it's right angle going down to the left testicle. Therefore, 25% of males are born with something called a varicocele, which is a varicose vein, just like people get varicose veins in their legs. You can examine somebody and they have a dilated vein in the left testicle. In fact, we see a varicocele a couple will come in after trying to have children for a year. That's defined as infertility. If we examine the man, we might feel that there's a varicose vein there. You have to make them cough, make them stand up, and you can diagnose. It feels like a bag of bag of worms. It's an anatomical abnormality. And when the America drafted 12 million, 12 million men during World War II, they examined every single person. They identified that the incidence of a varicose is about 25%. So, now, the vast majority of men with varicoceles have no problem with fertility. But, in couples that come in with infertility, and the man happens to have a varicose, and an analysis is done of their semen through a permitted way. For example, the couple can have relations with a small hole in a protective device, and then that's what gathers the fluid that it can be evaluated halakhically, permittedly. Because otherwise, how do we obtain that fluid? So there are techniques of how to obtain that fluid. And let's say their count is low. And you, and you surgically repair the varicose. You go in and you tie off under a microscope with little suture and you get rid of all the veins. So, and then you evaluate their analysis six months later and you see a high count, and pregnancy rates improve by 40 to 60%. And this has been a standard method of attempting to correct fertility in some patients. In an adolescent child, a 14 or 15 year old boy, who sometimes is brought to the office and the parent identified a varicocele. So usually you don't have to do anything, because I told you the vast majority, 90% of men with varicoceles don't have a problem with fertility. But if you identify that their testicle is atrophic, has not grown properly. You can do it by ultrasound, you can do it by measurement. So there's indication to repair the varicocele as an adolescent so that there will not be problems with fertility in the future. You could, there's data that that pre prevents them from ever having a problem. Why do I bring all this up? Well, now we understand when Rabbeinu Tom said that if you want to remove a testicle, remove the left testicle. Because the left testicle is inherently weaker. The left testicle has a varicocele. The left testicle it, it doesn't develop properly. It can develop atrophy like we see in these adolescent men. So this is an insight that we've gleaned from modern medical science in understanding what was the shita of Rabbeinu Tam regarding the value of, 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 remove, of leaving the right testicle and taking out the left testicle if it had to. Now, 
Again, today, there's no difference between the left and the right. Most of the posts will say, there's no difference whether the right or the left, he's still kosher. One other concept from Rabbi Natan, in the Shlemim concept. We talk a lot about what Rabbi Levbar mentioned regarding testicular torsion. That's, a, that's a, when the testicle hangs by a sporadic cord where the artery in the vein that's bringing blood to the testicle is in that cord. And sometimes there's an anatomic abnormality that as a child is 13, 14, 15, it usually happens around adolescence that the testicle can twist. Think about a rock dangling in a rubber band. If the rock turns, you can see what happens. The rubber band twists. So you can shut off its own blood supply. So you have four to eight hours of severe pain. Family brings the child into the emergency room. If we, if, I as a surgeon have done this probably over a hundred times in, in a 35 year career. When you're called to an emergency room as an emergency, you take them to the operating room, you make a small incision, you see the testicle is blue, and you can actually see the cord as, as, as twisted. Then you untwist it, usually 180 degrees or 360 degrees, could be 720 degrees, and all of a sudden, over five minutes, you see the testicle pinking up, and it gets its blood supply again. And then you tap the testicle in the scrotum, and you've preserved the testicle. You've saved it. Now, Let's say somebody has pain, they're not sure what it is, and they stay home for two or three days, and they come into the emergency room, so we see no blood flow. We end up taking them to the operating room, but sometimes it's black, and you untwist it, and it doesn't improve, you cut into it, there's no bleeding. Our treatment is usually to remove that testicle. That's the treatment that urologists have been trained for. If you don't, that testicle will infarct, develop an abscess, infection, etc., which is why, so there was a debate. Maybe because of Tzuladaka, we should leave the testicle in place. Here's the problem. It's been shown that in patients with testicular torsion, the testicle basically breaks up into pieces. It's not Schleiman anymore. Now, there is a barrier called the blood-brain barrier. God forbid certain people have certain diseases and they need chemotherapy. The chemotherapy will not cross the blood-brain barrier. There is vascular connections that are tighter between the brain and the bloodstream, not allowing certain chemicals and certain proteins and certain medicines to cross that barrier. So it has to be injected directly into intrathecal space, for example. You've got to get it directly into the fluid bathing the, the brain because it won't cross that barrier. Well, it's interesting. The testicle also has a blood-testicular barrier. Think about it. If it didn't, we would make antibodies to our own sperm. Because we are a product of a mother, of a father and a mother who have different genetics, and therefore there's a potential that you can make, and therefore we find in patients who've not had that testicle removed when they have torsion, have a higher incidence of anti-sperm antibodies later on in life, which presents with infertility. <clears throat> We see through this the concept of removing a whole testicle, shlaming, as opposed to, let's say, it had been removed in pieces because of this testicular blood barrier, there's more of a chance that you're gonna have antibodies against your against your sperm, make increase in fertility. So this informs this issue of removing a testicle, shlaming, as opposed to in pieces. It gives this medical foundation to why did Tosis there say Shleim? We explain actually both. Shleimin 
And the way the race, the race said, shall you mean? I'm, I don't have enough time because I, I, because of uh, Shiurim at nine o'clock said we were going to stop here. There is uh, the Gemara that we're going to learn soon in, in Yibamis. It's repeated in the in B'choyros that it seemed. I'm going to read it. Page fourteen. B'choyros memdalad on the base. Tan Rabbanu, at the top where it's asterisk. There are two two holes. Echad moitzi shesem sheten veechad moitzi shichlazer. The aim being zelazelik at people sashul, and the distance between the two of these shvilim, these two tubes, is like a garlic peel. Meaning, it seems from the Gemara that a man had two tubes. We have one tube. A man goes to the bathroom through the, through the his zera comes out of the same tube that is that the shet that the urine comes out, and so there's a major machlokas between the chazonish who says nishtanu ativim. Well, today the chazonish says, well, we see there are no two shvilim, we only have one shvil, and the cheshev ha'efod who says it's not nishtanu ativim. He exp- and, and you'll be able to look. If, I'm going to show you a picture on page ten. Actually, the last page on your booklet. You'll see the bladder, as the air pointed to the bladder. Below the bladder is the prostate. We urinate right through the prostate, so the urethra travels from the bladder to the outside. Now, in the prostate is the ejaculatory duct, which joins the urethra at that location in the prostate. If you see, if you see, yeah, if you see the the ingredient, Here's where, remember, in the scrotum, the vast deference is in the kiss, is in the scrotum. But then where the hernia happens in the inguinal canal, the vas takes a turn until it goes behind the prostate and enters into the ejaculatory duct. There the shvila zera is within the abdomen. It's not in the kiss. That's a very important yisodjah. Cutting the shvil in the scrotum makes you a psuadaka. But the heter of the chazonish is that if you cut the shvil with inside the abdomen, which you have to do when you do a radical prostatectomy, you remove the prostate for prostate cancer, we cut the shvil azera there, inside the abdomen. That does not make you a tzodak according to the chazonish. That's number one, the heter of the chazonish. Number two, this is, jack, this is what we're talking about, two shvilim. The, the ejaculatory duct, it joins here, and it's kikli the the The... the, the between the bladder and this ejaculate that was a little tiny amount of tissue. So it's just, we're able to to describe anatomically this, uh, what the Gemara was talking about, that if it got, if it got obstructed, the Shnei Nekovim, according to Chazonish, it's very hard to understand how in 2,000 years, uh, from the time of Chazal, that would change because the Cheshav uh has a different version of the Chazonish, that's not Nishtan One more thing I wanted to say. That in my travels in Eretz Yisrael with Rabbi Shuwais and with Matisio Deutsch from Rabbi Shlomo, the son, the son-in-law of Moshe Aberstein, <clears throat> and was Rabbi Yisroel Zilberstein, was the son, son and Shlomo Moshe Klein in my Yeshua. But I want to tell you a vignette from Rabbi Yisroel Zilberstein. Rabbi Yisroel Zilberstein is Baruch Hashem. I, I don't know whether he's in his nineties or high eighties. He's a very, very elderly man. 
I spent an hour with him and I gave him the sheet of paper. I had a sheet of 10 questions. I gave this to all those poiskim. They all responded to us and it's on the back of the safer in a special appendix. Like all the questions we have, very detailed technical questions that we face day to day to day and they answer. Most of them they answer the same way. So Rav Yisak Zilberstein who's the son of Rabbi Yoshev so first of all, he reminded me very much of Rosh Hashanah. Didn't stop smiling. He knew everything on his fingertips, on his fingertips, all the medical things he was. I mean, it was unbelievable. He knew everything on his fingertips. I on one of the pages, everything was in Hebrew, except I wrote the word "terp." The, mo, the most important surgery that we do in neurology is the transurethral resection of the prostate. Where we go with the telescope, we scrape out the prostate. That's where, in the times of Rav Moshe, Rav Ezrahi wrote about it as well. Rav Burg, when he wrote about it. They used to do a prophylactic vasectomy to prevent a person from getting epididymitis. Well, that hasn't been done for 50 years. So Rav Moshe, so there, that would make you up to a doctor. But Rav Moshe already then asked, I know the urologist in, in New Rochelle, lives in my sister's community, Dr. Botchko. Rav Moshe already, in the English Moshe in the 60s, says, I... I, I consulted with Dr. Botchko, who I, I met, he was friends with my sister. And now they don't do that, so it's not a problem. But the word terp, I wrote, it was in English. Uh, terp, they don't, it's, it's, a, it's an English word, T-U-R-P. So Rav he asked me, Ma'ala Tineta said, what, what is this English? Anit Sioni, said it twice to me. Anirak Medaberivri. So I had to change the whole thing and give him that. Then I talked to him about the the heter of Rav Moshe, of that he said that if someone had asked about all the Balshim, that's a question I get many times from the postkin that I told you I would get questions. A Balshuva maybe was married and had a vasectomy, was not religious. Both Chute Beitzim were cut in the scrotum. He can't be moly. He's a Tzuadaka. It's not Beitza Akas. It's the Chute on both sides have been cut. You can't deliver Sheikh Vazera. That's holidays that we try to say that chute, if you go into the safe, you'll see, maybe we thought it meant the epididymis only. We wanted, we wanted to be malamid schus on people who had vasectomy, but in the end, we did not, we were not able to be matur that, that to, because once the sperm leaves the epididymis into the vas, it's a transport tube only. There's no his bashlus. The Rambam uses a language of his bashlus. Well, if the vasect, if the vas deferens is only a transport tube, maybe cutting it shouldn't make you a tzuadaka. We once had Rab Weinreb wrote the same thing about a tubal ligation, that it's not just a transport tube. That's by females, it's not such a severe thing. But in the end, it wasn't accepted. But anyways, so I went with Rav Zilberstein, and we, I said, you know, Rav Moshe has a tshuva, that if you, if you do a vasovasostomy, that's a four-hour operation, Using a microscope, using 9-0, proline. Most of the sutures we use are two or three. Or this is this is microscope like Bernie knows, like an ophthalmologist uses it. You have to use a microscope because the tube is so small and you have to put it together. By the way, the success rate is about 90% at delivering the zera. That means if you do the test after you do the, va- the vasovasectomy, you can recover zera in about 90% of cases. The pregnancy rates depend on how long ago you had the vasectomy. If it's within seven years, it's very high. The longer you go beyond seven years, it goes down. But 
basically Rav Moshe's, my reading Rav Moshe was if the, if the Zera, if you can see Zera, and there's potential, because remember today with IVF, with ICSI, intracytoplasmic sperm inspiration, if you find one sperm, what we were talking about Tezzi and microtezzi, where an infertile person comes, they can operate on the testicle and find one sperm. Kleinfelter syndrome, we talk about somebody who's X, XXY. They're very tall, they're born with very small testicles. You can tell by physical examination that they have this disorder. And they were, for the last hundred years, infertile. Their testes are the size of a marble. But there are hundreds of Kleinfelter syndrome cases now where they've been able to biopsy the testicle, find even one sperm, place it into the egg of their wife, and they're able to have children. So that's what I'm saying. As if, you, if the person underwent a, vaso, a reversal of the vasectomy, and they, you can find any, even one sperm, it will do. So, so I said that maybe not everyone agrees with the head of Rav Moshe. So Rav Zilber's, I have, Rav Zilber's thing, it, he took his glasses off, and he looked at me extremely sternly. He said, aren't you Rav Moshe? He said to me that his father-in-law, because I'm being made, because his father-in-law Rav Yashif told him, that there are three people that if we argue on them, it's leitzamus haton. It's mocking the tone. He said he said it was the stipler, Ravon Cutler, and Ramosha Feinstein. That, that we may not argue with them. Now we know Rosh Hashanah. I'm an argue. But that was their. That was his generation. But he says in our generation, we may not argue. So I, by the way, I wrote all of this down and many other uh, anecdotes that I heard from the from the building. Uh, I spent about 45 minutes with, with Shol Moshe Klein, who's a very tough posting. He's in Maimea Yeshua. And, and, but we got answers from him in the name of Rav Bosner, because his Bezdin was under Rav Bosner. So in the answers he gave him, Kach Kosov HaRav Bosner. You know, he, he, most of the truth, as you remember, right. he gave us, it was in the name of Rav Bosner. It's very important, because I'm not sure we see in print Rav Bosner's shyness on, on these issues, but now we have them. Anyways, we wanted to share you a little bit of the Sefer, especially the Daf Yoimi learners, who are now going to have the Sukya, I think the, the Sefer will be very interesting. The Daf, the Aguda Daf Yoimi Commission is, is sending, you know, this material to all the Magide Shiro of Daf Yoimi. I get it all the time when a, a new Daf is, is, comes out, they send you a new Sefer on the Brachas or on Shabbos, but the, the, we have to send the Sefer to three reviewers, and they accepted it, and that they're, they're gonna, they're gonna, Allow Magid Shirim to use it as well when they when they teach the the Sugin Thank you, really, everybody, much for, for coming. It, it's a great cover to us. Oh yeah, we just want to mention that that we do have Sfarim outside available. Right, ask Dr. Agustin; he's the one who's giving them out. And I wanted to mention as well that those who want to get the safer, it's on a website called MoroccanHalacha.com. What this has to do with Moroccan halacha? That's a mystery. But that's the that that's where you can obtain the safer. And we want to thank you once again. And Mir uh, Tashem, it's called Safer Kahal Hashem. Go ahead.